Welcome to the Old Chick Snowship Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton. This podcast is dedicated to helping midlife women step into the inherent power and wisdom of a time of life when they often feel overlooked and underrepresented and even begin to doubt themselves. Each week, we will cover information and inspirational topics along with real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the Old Chicks No Ship podcast. Today, we are talking all about worth, women's worth. And with me today, I have Tara Kendon, who is the founder and CEO of Worth Camp. She is the host of the Worthy Woman podcast, and her work is all about guiding women back to their worth. And She's also, and I'm going to mention this because it's going to be very relevant to the conversation that we're going to have. She is also the creator of AuraBox, which is a beautiful collection of products and the founder and the creator of Witch and Wicks Candles, which are beautiful crystal infused candles. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but welcome Tara. I am so happy to have you with me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so grateful to you for having me and being able to be in your presence with your beautiful audience. This is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start with how you came to do the work that you are doing now. So behind every business supporting women is always a story. And we would love to know kind of what that story is that got you down this path of supporting women and their worth. So I own a yoga studio. I mean, there's, a th- as you know, and you've had the same experience, there's like a thousand stories that lead you to the place you are right now. And it's kind of funny because I think a lot of us who do this, you know, more energy work, light workers, as we've talked before, it's like, you've almost felt like you've lived five different lives before this life. And one of, you know, about seven years ago, I had opened a yoga studio, went out on a limb, went to a jungle for 30 days and got my yoga certification. And when I moved up to a small town, I decided to open up a yoga studio out of my house, start small and grow it. And it grew to a six figure business. And while it was growing to a six figure business in a town of under 10,000 people, I kept giving and giving and over giving everywhere to everyone and everything. And I thought that's what I had to do to grow this business and to sustain the level of success that it had achieved because we got, you know, it was an award-winning studio. And as things kept growing, I thought I needed to keep expanding. So we moved location to a main street location. I ordered more paddle boards because we were doing paddle boarding and I ended up burning myself out to a complete crisp. I remember like laying on my studio floor after teaching eight classes on a Saturday myself, because first of all, when you're type A, you're a control freak and hiring the right people is not exactly easy when you have a hard time giving up control. And because I was so burned out, my energy sucked. Like my energy was awful. So I was attracting the wrong clients, attracting the wrong people to work with. And I I just had collapsed. Like one Saturday, it was like, I collapsed. Mm -hmm. And I remember making a phone call to a friend who was like, what are you doing? You never wanted to open a landlocked business. And here you are with this landlocked business. And now what? And then I got so sick. I ended up in the hospital with no, like my liver enzymes were elevated. All kinds of weird things were happening. My blood pressure had dropped super low for no reason. 
And I had to shut down my business on the September long weekend, which is one of the busiest weekends. Mm. Like it would have been probably a $15,000 weekend. And I, I had to shut my business down. Wow. Wow. So what do you think it was about you that got you into this place of like needing to give and give and give? I mean, it's programming. I think we all right. suffer. And I, I think it's actually, it's not just a, I think it's a woman. It's we're as women, we kind of have this unconscious agreement that our role is to provide, 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 like provide in the sense of like nurture to the extreme and nurturing to the extreme is actually a masculine energy, which is what kind of puts us into that go, 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 do, do, do. It's never enough. You have to keep working harder and you have to work hard to get what you want, especially when you didn't get things handed to you. Yeah. And I asked that question because I think so many women fall into that, like, we are all doing it at some level or other, like our kids, our careers, our families, our businesses, like whatever that looks like. And I love that you just referenced it as being an unconscious agreement because nowhere along the way did we all say, put our hands up and say, okay, I want to give till I bleed and make everybody else happy and put myself last on my list. But there we are. We all find ourselves in that place. And when you're constantly doing that, It's like your cup is so empty. Your energy is so sucky that no wonder you're fighting with your family. No wonder like nothing great is coming towards you and you're not magnetizing the things that you deeply desire because you're so out of alignment with your authentic energy and your integrity that it's like you are on a remote island and it's not the island of manifestation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Like, and we find ourselves on our island. And then a lot of times we're on this island, we're feeling angry, we're feeling resentful, we're feeling victimized, bitter. Yeah. All the things. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know, for me, and I talk about this a lot, but for me, whenever I get to that place of anger or resentment, I'm like, oh, I have done this to myself. I have left myself out of this equation. And that's my first clue to be like, oh, I need to like pop back into what do what do I need? (laughs) We just forget that there's this element of we're solely responsible for our energy. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not always fun to look at and say, okay, yeah, I got myself into this mess and I I chose this situation and I allowed all of these things to continue to happen. And that's, you know, it's the realization of that and then doing something about it. Well, I think it's a very hard realization at the beginning, right? Because we, you know, like we don't, we don't like to think that like we caused, right, exactly. But there's also so much freedom in knowing that I created it. I can uncreate it. Yeah. Like I can completely transform my energy, my vibe, my attraction, like my magnetic capabilities by just taking a deep breath and moving away from whomever I'm around that is like too much. I'd love to get your perspective on, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'd love to get your perspective on where does this unconscious agreement come from? Like, how do we get caught up in this I mean, unconscious it's, agreement? It's kind of complicated because I don't think it's just like one day you wake up and all of a sudden you've woken up into this light. But the truth is, I think there's a generational programming and like genetic mm-hmm. imprinting that's beyond beyond ourselves. If you believe in past life regression or doing any of this type of work, I do think, you know, through the lineage, you don't Mm -hmm. know what unconscious agreements were made from your grandmother, her mother. It travels down. If you, if you look at epigenetics, you look at the fact that your mother carried you, Mm -hmm. she was in her mother's womb. You were already in hers. Yeah. 
And it just trick like this is a trickle down effect. Yeah. So like what was happening to your grandmother when your mother was in her room and so on and so forth. And like, what was she saying yes to that unconsciously was being programmed into you? Yeah. And I heard a saying a long time ago, which totally resonated with me. And I think about it all the time is that as women, when we heal, we are actually healing seven generations back and seven generations forward, which is so freaking beautiful. Because like you said, we are carrying decades and centuries of unconscious agreement with us, just handed down, handed down, handed down. And like, here you go. Right. Here's your little gift. You're going to go into the world and serve. And it literally goes back to you know, women being burned at the stake from being witches, right? Like, or being because, intuitive, like, right. hello. Right. And so, you know, we cut off that parts of ourselves and then we carry it forward generation after generation. And then, you know, when we get to this place where we are the one that says, okay, enough of this, I'm going to choose a different path. It's a profound effect, not just on us, but, and, you know, obviously on our daughters and the generations to come, but it's also a profound effect on the lineage that we of women has carried. And even though it's just one person, every person who steps into her power, like it's all part of the collective, right? And this is where it's like, we're not separated. The cosmic yeah. heartbeat is in w- within all of us. And we all share this same level of stardust, you know, in a different way. And without getting too woo, it's just <laughs> knowing that you have the power to completely transform and heal generational worth. And if a woman knew her worth, so just if you started with yourself and you started to embrace the fact that you are important and you were magical just because you're here and alive today, that transforms the worth of the next generation because through you, they feel that energy shift and whether or not they're recognizing what it is, it's like, this is the other beautiful unconscious agreement we're making. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. making it consciously, but they may not know why things are different, but that doesn't matter because you know why. Right. So we've gone deep into the woo on this one, which personally I love because I could be in the woo all day. But like just taking this back for a second to practicality or more tactical things like yeah. one of the things that you espouse women in terms of like finding their worth and stepping forward is rooted in rest, intuition, and creativity. Can you talk a little bit about the roles of those three things? So to touch on this as lightly as possible, but as deeply as possible, (laughs) because it's a big topic, right? Yeah. So ultimately, every woman is creative. There is no one woman that is more creative than another. It's just how she chooses to express Mm. her creativity. And Creativity, I want to just like make this crystal clear. It's not just you needing to be a writer or a painter or a singer or, you know, a sculptor or whatever other creative mindset you have or definition of creativity. Making a a meal is creative. The way you dress Mm. is creative. The way you do your hair is creative. The accessories you wear is creative. How you decorate your home, how you move in the world, how you drive your car, you know, it's all creative. It's energy. I love that. I love that articulation of creativity because I know this was true for myself. Had you asked me 10 years ago if I was a creative person, I would have said, uh, hell no. And as I have kind of, you know, deepened into myself and, you know, found the more authentic parts of myself that were so buried, I'm like, I am not only creative, creativity is like such an integral part of who I am that I am half a person without it. Everyone is. And the, this is right. Also, I love to talk about Venus because, you know, we're, 
the Venus energy that is in your astrology chart, your human design chart, Venus period, right? She is the great goddess. She is our creativity, our self-worth. So you can see like creativity and self-worth are like, they're tied together, resources tied together, how we resource ourselves, how we resource others and why, you know, rest, creativity, self-expression, it's all intertwined. When you're unrested, so you're burned out or you're tired or you're exhausted because you're not sleeping and the more stress we take on from the outer world, the less energy we have sometimes because we don't know how to maintain our energy. This is part of what I love to teach, how to maintain your energy, you know, but that when you are energetically bankrupt, Mm -hmm. you don't have the energy to be in your full creation. You don't have a really attractive vibe because you're, you're exhausted. So you need to rest. And beautiful thing about being creative, it's also an element of rest. Like when you're making for some people, some people are like, I don't like to cook, but just like, if you like to cook, play with me here for a second, when you're making your meal, it's almost meditative. Yeah. You get into like the zone and you're starting to like add this and add that. And it's like the whole process. Well, when you're done that, the simple pleasure of being able to like enjoy that meal or share it with other people, it gives you a little bit of a refuel to your, your creativity love tank or your Mm -hmm. Venus tank. Right. Yeah. And I think too, if we can, like you said, just find the creativity in the everyday Right. It actually leads to then expanding creativity in other ways. Yes. Cause you, you feel more vibrant. Like it's like if any, if a woman just needed to do anything to feel worthy, she just needs to up her vibe. Yeah. It's like the number one thing. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how intuition and creativity are connected. Cause I think that's a really important connection. I know it is for yeah. me and I'd love to hear your take on it. And so I think with your, so depending on how you're designed, how we're going to talk about human design coming yeah, up. People, like, so, yeah. How you perceive your intuitive guidance is different for everyone and everyone is intuitive and everyone is creative. Okay. So there is like, there's mm. not like a selected group in society that got this like beautiful gift of creativity and intuition. Y'all got it. Nobody, you know, like you just have to figure out how you receive it. Right. And it's funny because if you think back to a time when you made a decision and you were intuitively guided to do something else, but you made the decision because your mind was like, well, this is actually the route you should go. You know, that in that moment, that was your, you know, your, I like to call it, it's just like your higher self, your best wisdom. It's like, yeah. you, it's the truth of who you are. It was like, this is what you should do. But for some reason you didn't trust it. So the more you can learn to trust that when you get those hits, however they come to you. So maybe you see something, maybe you smell something, maybe you have a visual like flash of light or something that just triggers you. Listen to those things, pay attention to them. Maybe it's a gut intuition, a gut instinct. And the moment you start listening more to them and acting on them, Mm -hmm. the more creative you become because you're like, you learn to trust yourself. The biggest problem I think that we face as women right now is we don't trust ourselves. We're looking externally to give us the the decision, like, okay, government, tell me what to do in this crazy situation we're in. Don't listen to yourself because what do you know? You probably know more, I would suggest. Yeah. than some of the decisions that are being made right now, but hey, we're not talking about that, but we are talking about like, how can you feel empowered? Start making decisions based on what you feel. Yeah. And start small. I always say like, start with the small small things. If it feels too scary, then you know, just like you're driving down the road or you're walking down the street and you feel like, oh, let me turn left here. Just go. 
but what's the harm? Or like you get that nudge that says, you know, it's probably time we start a workout routine. Don't think about it. Just start it. Yeah. Oh, you should probably drink some water. You should go and eat. You're tired. Go and do it. Yeah. So true. Oh, you should wear pink today. Oh no, I don't want to wear pink. Like your mind talks you out of your intuitive hits. Your mind is masculine. This is anything from the neck up is masculine energy. It's logical thinking. If you really want to tune and tap into your feminine energy, drop into your body. Yeah. I mean, and there's a time and a place for the masculine energy and there's a time and a place for the feminine energy. But I think what's happened to us just by virtue of the culture that we live in, we have been so conditioned to be in our masculine. Think, do, analyze, control, manipulate. Like, it needs to be logical. If it's not logical, it doesn't make sense. Right. And then in that process, we've completely shut off the intuitive and creative part of us, right? And I think like the biggest gift that I have given to myself on this journey has been to really start acknowledging what was happening in my body and what my body was telling me. Because previous to this in my corporate existence, like my body was the blob that held up my head that I tried to beat into some, (laughs) you know what I mean? Shape, form, size or whatever. Right. But like, it was literally just this holder of my head because I was so in my head. And when I started to recognize the wisdom that was coming through my body, it was like eye-opening for me. And Now I'm at the point where sometimes my body reacts to things that my brain hasn't even processed yet. Well, that's part of the challenge, I think, is trusting in the flow and not needing to know. Yeah. Trust in the flow, you don't need to know. (laughs) Right. You should put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Trust in the flow and on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. And So, you know, the way that I have operated and tell me, give me your perspective on this, the way that I have been able to internalize that in my mind is to let my body or my intuition be the the creator of ideas. And my mind is the thing that makes it happen. So my mind is the tool. It's not the thing. It's actually the tool that allows whatever, right? So I have a brilliant idea. Then it goes up to my head to say, okay, how are we, what's the action that we're going to take? Who do I need to call? This is where I really like, okay. So how much time do we actually have? We, have, we can go as long as we need to go. We have here. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what I've practiced and, and figured out for myself. And then, you know, for those of you who want to try it on, please do. And let me know how it goes. But I think the number one thing we need to be able to have is a clear channel, clear vessel, okay? Yeah. And by that, I mean, you know, are you able to have a connection to your root. Like, so for those who have understand the chakra system, which I feel like most people have a relatively basic basic grasp of chakras. So the root is sort of, it's our foundation. It's our safety and security. It's our home life. It's like, it's basically where we store all of our trauma. Mm -hmm. So the ability to kind of like allow yourself and even just sitting in the chair, feel your root expand and open. So it's like, as you feel ground, this is a way to plant yourself. So it's like planting to feel like things can move up and through, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Your womb, even if it may be a dormant womb, is still a womb. Like a volcano is still a volcano, right? Right. So this flow (laughs) of universal connection actually starts from the base. And so while we think we get ideas and we can plug into, you know, super consciousness and all of this, the truth. So when we're looking at 
the human design system and how this could potentially work as far as energy goes. Okay, how, how does the manifestation process work? Well, first, it's like you need to have a safe base. You need to be able to have a safe base and feel like you can feel safe in yourself and you're trusting and you're knowing, even if you don't know how. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. Then it's like you plug in, you get these beautiful ideas. Like you say, you use your mind to really plug into super consciousness and think about all of the juicy things. But the first step to the manifestation phase is the throat. So it's the ability to write it or speak it. That's the first step into physical manifestation. And as you speak it into action, feelings get created around that. So you got to drop to feelings next. So you speak it now. How do I want that to feel? So let's say, what's one of your big juicy ideas? Let's work with one of your juicies. What's a big Um, juicy goal idea for you right now? Well, let's take my book. Okay. So you've got this great idea. This book's been brewing up here for some time. And now you're finally like, I am ready to like talk about this and bring it forward because I want this to happen. I know that this is a thing, desire. So how would it feel for you to hold this book in your hands, to see your name on a bestsellers list? How would that feel in your body? How would you celebrate it? So now you pull in all the senses, you get the tingles, you really feel what it would feel like. And that you feel that feeling every single, as much as possible, you want to be in the feels of what that would feel like. Because as you feel like that, it moves the energy through to your will center. Well, your will center is where your self-worth is. It's literally like what you value, how you value yourself. And this is where the first glitch could come up. So if you're telling a story, okay, so it's like you felt all into this, you got all juicy. And then all of a sudden it went into the, the will center, which was the next phase. And the will center was like, well, Jennifer, I actually don't think you're capable of putting this together. You know, you're kind (laughs) of not that good or whatever the story is. Right. This is where you get a chance to look at that and rewrite the story. Right. Because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is true and what is not. This is where an athlete runs their whole whatever it is they're doing, like, so in let's their say mind. Yeah. the whole game or whatever, they run it in their mind. And then if a glitch comes through with the story, they just rewrite it. I'm yeah. amazing. This book's going to be so great. I can't even wait. And then once that gets shifted into your heart center, into this heart-based energy, your heart is the like super magnetic factor that you have. And what you're calibrating at in your heart space is what will attract more of that vibration to you. So if you got glitched here and you were like, I suck, I'm not good enough. That's what you're going to calibrate. You're literally attracting. Yeah. You're attracting that. Yeah. Okay. So if you are, if you look around in your house right now, everyone look around your house and be like, I do not like where I live or I love where I live. And you don't like what you see in this moment, because you, at some point you manifested what's around you. Yep. So look around and be like, Whoa, what would I like to change? I would like my view to be of the lake or whatever it is. And then recalibrate the energy by yeah. feeling and then rewriting the story, calibrate the heart. And that's what brings everything towards you. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I am a huge, huge proponent of that. Like I have been doing this in my own life for quite some time and it's, so incredibly powerful. I mean, I do it on little things. Like I do it, you know, like when I got up this morning, I have a day of podcast recordings. I literally have visualized how every one of those podcast recordings is going to go. Like I know exactly how the flow of the day is. And then, then I just like move out of the way and I let it unfold. Right. And so this is so powerful. And I feel like you've kind of dipped into a little bit of human design when we were talking about this. So let's backtrack a little bit and tell us about like 
and I know human design is a very complicated topic. So if you can, because I've literally started dabbling in it and I have to say it's given me so much permission for things that I was really holding back on before. But like at the top line, can you talk about what human design is and then how does that help us with our worth? So for me, I look at human design like it's the way we interface energetically with the world. Like, you know, people who have amazing energy and you just love being around them. Like when you're in their energy, you lean towards them. Do you know what I mean? And when you're in somebody's energy that feels a little funky, you kind of like lean back and you're like, it's repelling. Like it's a, so we all energetically interface a little bit differently. Mm. And if you think like you have this unique, beautiful blueprint that is yours, like when you were born, the stars were aligned in this way. And this is where all these beautiful gates were for you. And we all have all the chart. So there's no one's chart that is better than another. And what's super cool about it is that this chart that you have, it allows you to master certain things in this lifetime. And where you have openness, it's an opportunity to master that energy, to experience it differently from different people. But it helps you to really get to know who you are. That's the whole thing with human design. It's like it teaches you or it reminds you of who you really are. I love that. And I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, it's like your energetic blueprint. So how you show up in the world and how you interact in the world. And what I found human design has done for me is helped me recognize things about myself that maybe I was like fighting against or not valuing. And then when I see them like, oh, that's my blueprint. Like that's literally how I was designed. And as soon as I align with that, I'm like, God, everything feels so much easier, easier. like so much less resistance. This is like, Yes, it's a very expansive topic, but the truth is it doesn't need to be complicated. It can be Mm. very, very simple. And if you know your type, your authority, and your strategy, implement those. Yeah. Implement those and focus on your will. Like to me, the will center, it's like, it's the smallest center in the entire chart and it's the most important. It primes the pump to the heart. It primes the pump to what you calibrate. Right. So for everybody who's listening here, if you are at... And I'm going to highly recommend this. I'm like, if you are at a crossroad in your life, let's say you're stepping out of corporate and you want to do something else, or you're trying to start a business, or even you're trying to write a book or like whatever it is that you are trying to create, I highly, highly, highly recommend getting a human design reading. Like there are things that you can get free online. And then there are experts like Tara who can help you go. And she's done this for me, (laughs) can help you go next level go deeper into it. Because what I found was, you know, when I started dabbling in it, I was kind of, you know, looking up, Googling things and finding free resources and reading about it, right? Figured out what my type was. And then I'm like, well, what does that mean? And then, you know, when you work with somebody who is a human design expert, they can help you translate your type into into an articulation of how best for you to work in the world, right? How best for you to show up. Totally. And the most beautiful thing about it is that this is a new language you will learn, mm. you're learning and you need mm. to be practicing it. And I will say like, when I, I mean, I've always been a very creative person and I was always told to like tone it down because my personality is very vibrant. It's pretty big. And for a long time I played super small because I made people uncomfortable. Mm. People were always like, Oh, you know, you're shining too much. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, when I found out I was a manifester, I'm like, people, that's what I'm supposed to do. So move on out of the way if you can't handle it, because the thing is, 
I'm here to be the visionary leader to change. I'm here to universalize something. And what I've really come to understand is self-worth and how human design can empower a woman to really own, like you're here at whoever is listening to this, you are here to do something magical, something special. You, only you have the skills, the talents, the resources, the knowledge, the experience you have and your blueprint or it won't be duplicated again for 25,000 years. So it's like, if you don't do this now, when will you do it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true because like in understanding my type and, you know, like my type is a manif- manifesting let's generator. Let's talk about your type because I feel like people are like, Ooh, what is she? So like, yeah. I just want to share this because she's so magical. And I think that <laughs> manifesting generators are the unicorns of the human design system because they really love to skip steps and, and really magical things together. And they, they can sh- chase all the shiny objects, which can be somewhat distracting yeah. for other yeah. people. But it's like, that's their jam. They're here to like bring all the things. Right. So the realization of my type and understanding, first of all, two things is that like, I am an idea person and I have a million ideas. And at first I used to think, I used to say to myself, you must be ADD. What's wrong with you? You can't focus. Right. And then when I learned that I'm like, oh, this is the way I am an idea person. I have a million ideas. And now I've learned to work with it. That when an idea comes to me, I have a book and I literally write it down. I just go and I write it down and then it's out of my head and I park it. And then what I'll do is I have this book of ideas and sometimes the same idea will come back to me two or three times. And I'm like, oh, that's like a big magic moment where it's like, now you need to do something with this. And the realization that all the ideas I have are not necessarily for me. Exactly. So friends, you want to be friends with Jennifer because she has lots of ideas to share. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably where we connect the most because we have the same gate. Yeah. So there's that. And then the other part of what really was amazing freedom for me as a manifesting generator was understanding the concept of waiting to respond. Yes. So whenever in my life I have tried to push force, you know, make it happen, make it happen. It has ended up, well, it's the story of my life ended up in me being burnt out from push, push, force, 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 make it happen. And what I realized is I have the ability to be able to let the idea come, step back from it. Sometimes it comes back again. And then I know I'm like, oh, so I'm waiting for this idea to respond to it as opposed to like, okay, today I'm going to sit down and I'm going to come up with an idea. And then I'm going to make that idea work. And I'm going to push, force, grind, hustle, do whatever I need to do, which is right. And it goes so against the nature of who I am, like who my, what my blueprint is. And so learning to align with that blueprint and work with it has just been like literally magical for me. And I honestly still think I'm at the scratching the surface of what I know about human design, totally. which is where Tara has come in to help me understand it a lot better. So I highly, highly, highly recommend first Google it, go find your type and yes. read what you need to read and digest it. And then find yourself an expert in human design like Tara and start going down that rabbit hole because it is so freeing to realize. And I want to just preface this because, you know, there is an expansive amount of information on the internet and there are people sharing this information very differently. And what I think you, this is a great place for you to practice your intuition, because if you're reading something that feels funky or you're not resonating with, or doesn't feel right, or the language feels kind of like grumpy and gross, then move on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it for, it's like, don't just accept that as the truth. Your truth can be whatever you decide it is. And this is where there's the, the, I think the freedom 
for us to be in our worth is to be like, yeah, that doesn't resonate. And I don't like that. So I'm going to look somewhere else. Well, and this is the thing. So this is, again, your intuition. Like, so for me, you know, human design was just kind of like, I would see it here and there and I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it would pop up again somewhere else. And then, you know, then I think actually I was having a conversation with you one time and then you mentioned it again. And then I was like, okay, this thing keeps coming to me. I now know that I have to like go down this rabbit hole. Well, and you will teach it. Like, this is the thing I love to really help the women who are leading. They're like, they're the women in the forefront, you will be teaching about this. This is why you need to know it for yourself first. And you need to practice this language because at some point you're going to guide another woman down this path. So it's like, yeah, implement this for yourself, learn it for yourself and then help other women to get it. Yeah. So tying that back to value and worth, like it has just given me like, and I was coming from a place of like trying to mold and create myself into what I thought a successful (laughs) woman looks like and going against my own grain. And as soon as I stepped into, oh, this is the way that I'm built. This is the way that I need to work. All of a sudden it's like lights go on. And all of a sudden you see, oh, okay. I am valuable. I'm just built a little differently than I was trying to operate. Right. So So imagine like, imagine a a projector and the manifester and the the, uh, reflector, like they're literally here to work four hours a day. So here I am. Okay. I'm supposed to work four hours a day yet. (laughs) I'm running a studio like 24 seven answering emails, working on the website, doing all the marketing, running all the classes and like a total psycho. I'm like, no wonder I burn myself out on many. And this is just like one insular example, but like, this is a pattern. And when you talked about it, you said, um, what did you say? It's like, we think it has to be a certain way. We were programmed to make it happen. It's this hustle culture. It's this idea that, and and I, if I see one more person post how to make a hundred grand or whatever a month, I'm going to lose my mind <laughs> because I'm like, yes, we should be making money because the more we make, you know, really delicious money, we're able to do things differently, you know, but we're not led by the money. We're led by like, what if we could make choices so limitlessly? And if we, we could make choices based on what we actually desired to have, as opposed to what we thought we should, we deserved or what we looked in our bank account and our bank account said, well, yeah, this is what you can afford. Like, yeah. And that feels so different. Yeah. And it's so true because the more you align with your authentic self and your worth, the easier everything becomes doors open, things happen, people pop into your life because you're literally like radiating this energy of authenticity, which draws everything. You're you're like a magnet for all the things. And I think this is the most simplest thing you could do is transform your energy. And I know like for the longest time, people would be like, how can I bottle your energy? I'm like, you can't, but I can show you how to cultivate it like a ninja. And like now- and How to I, access your own, right? Like Totally, 100%. Yeah. It's like, you don't need mine, you've got your own, but you have to figure out where you find yours and how do you tap into your own source. Yeah. And here's another like real life example of how this has impacted me. So coming out of my corporate life, I was burnt out. Like physically, my body had no energy. Like I, there were days I could not get out of bed. And so moving forward from that point, I became very protective of energy. Like, oh, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to, you know, and so I was kind of always holding back because I was so afraid of going back to that place because it was awful. It was nasty. Now that I have tapped into my human design and understand how I work, I have this like unbounded amount of energy that comes forward. And I was actually literally thinking about this the other day because I went from this place this scarcity mindset about how much energy I have and being very careful on where I use it to like, 
I can do all the things. I can, yeah, like, you, I have a lot of energy. to do all the things. Right. right. <laughs> In fact, yeah, sometimes trying to do all the things is like, okay. It's, over, it's, gonna... exci- it's too exciting, but it's like, yeah. if you, and so this is the one thing I want all of you to know is that you have the ability to transform the way you vibrate. You have this ability to transform this energy. And while it does seem super woo, it's actually not that woo. It's very simple. Law of attraction. And, it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, and you, the way that we've been understanding law of attraction and, and manifestation and all of this has been, it's like you write affirmations, you meditate, you do this stuff, and it's going to bring things towards you. It's not how it works. Like there's, there's a recalibration that happens and it's an energetic thing. And what I believe it really comes back to that will center and how do you prime the pump for what you want? And it's an element of like physical energy, mental energy, spiritual energy, like moral integrity. It's it's integrity. So it's like, it really is, while I say energy, if you think about it, it's like your physical integrity, your moral integrity, your resource integrity, your identity integrity, and your energetic integrity. Mm -hmm. So not committing to things you don't have the energy or the integrity in, in those things. I talk about this a lot in Worth Camp. I talk about this a lot in the Worth Secrets program, which I guidebook that I want to offer up for your peeps Excellent. when, whenever we're going there. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes for everybody. So yeah, if you want to learn more about Worth It doesn't Camp. need to be overwhelming. This is the whole yeah. thing. I was like, I want to make this, we need more fun. We've forgotten how to have fun. Like we forgot to take a deep breath and be like, I'm done sitting at my desk right now. I'm going to go and sit myself outside and just get a little sunshine for a second. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting because I have definitely been in this place too. I mean, we are programmed to believe like literally from the minute we get into school, like into grade school, that you work hard, you get a good job, you slog it out, you know, you do, 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 do. And I am now- And if you're not privileged and you don't get things handed to you and you don't have all these opportunities, you have to work that much harder. You can't let anyone else get ahead of you. And this is where that competitive mindset comes in and you start to diminish your worth because you forget how valuable you are just because you're here. Yeah. And for me, again, like another real life application is like when I'm working really hard on something, when I lean back, like pull back, lean out, I actually get far farther Then if I had stayed, like, here's an example. This morning I was uh, writing an email to my list and it's just, the words are not coming. The words are not flowing. And then I, like, I literally had this thing is like, okay, go do a couple pod class recordings and then come back. And I know that when I then come back to that thing, it's had time to percolate. It's actually just going to be like, oh, Oh, it's it's going to be so juicy because you gave yourself space. This is the one thing. We don't know how to give ourselves the grace and the freedom to rest. And this is why your rest equals your worthiness. Because when you can see, I'm pushing myself too hard here. I'm in that masculine energy. There's this ebb and flow of being able to play between those energies. And when you're able to step back, that's your feminine saying, go take care of yourself. Go get some fresh air. Go for a walk. Drink some water. Come back to this. Yeah. And for those of you listening who are not familiar with masculine and feminine energy, so we're not talking about men and women here. We're talking about the energy of like masculine energy being, you know, push, go, control, like 
you know, or think like logical action. You can look at it right. like aligned action. Right. And feminine energy being more creativity, more flow, more like what else? Grace, words, more which, ease, grace, more fun, ease, more beauty. Yes. Yeah. And so being able to combine those two things, because whenever you are lopsided in one versus the other, trouble is going to ensue. And, okay. <laughs> for anyone who's ever learned how to drive standard, I like to explain masculine and feminine like this. There's like this delicate balance between the clutch and the gas and the shit. Like, it's like just, there's this delicate balance. And sometimes it's like, you need to be in action. You need to be doing the things. This is how things get done. But there's also this element of like relaxing back and knowing that trusting that's going to work out. Okay. Everything is going to be fine. And you don't need to push yourself that much harder to make it happen because that's not how there's this universal opportunity to come and make it even better than it could have been if you were forcing it to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. That's a and great it's all day long. This isn't something that's just like, oh, okay, my morning, I'm going to work on my masculine and feminine. It's like, no, like all day long, you need to be figuring out your balance. Ebbing and flowing. Yeah. Ebbing and flowing and like saying, okay, you know what? I've been sitting here at this desk trying to push something out and I need to just get up and do butt squeezes or do something. We go and just like <laughs> do, do some something, squats. <laughs> do squats, yeah. like whatever you need to do just to move the energy. So this has been an amazing conversation and we went deep into the woo. We went deep into some topics that are, you know, like human design. And here's what I'm going to say to people listening. If you're in, if you are deep in the woo and all of this resonates with you, I think that's amazing. If you do not consider yourself a woo woo person, and if you can see me, I'm doing air quotes. If there is something that struck you out of this conversation, I encourage you to go Google it because it struck you for a reason right? Like to Google it or to go link out to Tara, I'll put all the links to Tara's work and her worth camp and human design and all of that in the show notes. But if there is something that you're just like, all of a sudden it just hit you, I encourage you follow that intuition, follow that nudge because it's been given to you for a reason. So yeah, totally. And I will say like that you can start so simply and that's like where I really wanted to let you know, you know, starting somewhere is better than starting nowhere. And that there is no better time than right now to do, to do something special for yeah. yourself. And so that's why I wanted to tell you about that worst secrets guidebook because it's here. It's 11 bucks. And it also gives you a beautiful guidebook to walk you through a lot of the things we just talked about, plus a masterclass and a meditation. Amazing. Amazing. And so it's just with worst secrets is what it's called. WorstSecrets.com. Excellent. Well, Tara, thank you. Thank you so much. As usual, we could have talked about this for seven hours or more, <laughs> but 100%. <laughs> in the interest of time. So I appreciate you taking the time to share this with us. And like I said, we will share all of this information in the show notes. Follow your inner nudge, follow your guide and just like see what comes out. Like I said, for me, you know, Tara's work, human design just kept coming to me in various different places. And I don't know what it was that attracted it, me to it, but it was like the best thing that I didn't know I needed. So same thing. I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. It was like, it opened up Pandora's box and just gave me this sense of, oh, that's why I've been doing this, this whole time. And now I can be more powerful in my energy and not apologize for it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, for those of you who are listening, I would love to know uh, what you took away from this episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen in.